you get a taste of charity and you get a taste of the impact that it's making, you have a hunger to do more. And especially when you start to see how your own life is getting blessed. I mean, you don't give to get blessed. If you're giving with a heart to get something back, I think that's the blessing is going to be kind of blocked from you. So we give to give, we give to make a difference. We give because, you know, we want the feeling of fulfillment and, and impact and fulfillment can only come from pouring into other people. Welcome to the Freedom Chasers podcast, where we bring you interviews and discussions that share the stories, successes, goals, and dreams of real estate agents and real estate investors pursuing a life of purpose and freedom. All right, guys, today I get to have Jack Gibson on the show, and this is a man that's built not one, but more than one multiple multi-million dollar businesses, but that's not where this guy stops. He goes and he takes it into deep action. He loves mentoring people to make smart financial decisions, which obviously you guys know we're chasing freedom here on this show, so this is like near and dear to our heart. He has a real estate high return podcast that you guys can listen to, but we're going to dive into a lot of things today. We're going to dive into one, how to make really smart decisions financially, a seven-step process, we're going to talk about the four levels, right, that, that you can go through. And we're going to get even deep into how you can then take your success and use it to benefit the world. So, Jack, thank you so much for coming on the show. And if you'll take us right into it, take us into the seven-step process, right, to empower people to make great financial decisions. Well, since I pushed that out, Matt, I actually cut it down to five to make it more simple. So uh, oh, it looks I like it. I got to yes. update. Yeah, I got to update my uh, my my sheet here. But uh, the first step um, in creating financial freedom, and I've been able to be financially free for I think around I don't even know when I hit it. You know, ten years ago, where passive income was covering all of our expenses. You know, everything that we could possibly want to buy. That's when our passive income was exceeding that. And it, certainly it, it gives you a lot of options, which we can talk about, uh, creates an incredible lifestyle. But um, to get there, right, it's no easy journey. Um, anybody who says to you or tells you that creating more passive income than you could possibly need and spend is, it's, <laughs> if anybody tells you it's easy, it's not, it's a tough journey. It took us a couple decades to do it. And um, we've done it with different modes, private businesses, real assets like real estate, and a combination of, um, you know, some other kind of what I call ancillary type investments. But um, the bulk of our uh, passive income is actually from all of our suite of private businesses. So the very first step, though, is to really work on your mindset. And it's essentially just focusing in on the most important real estate that you'll ever own is between your ears, it's your mind. So it's all about how do you get better? How do you increase your skills so that you have the type of person that when you do create more income and you do you know, generate more wealth, that you're the type of person that can handle it and not lose it. Um, a lot of people that I find, especially in the entrepreneurial space, sometimes their, their income exceeds their personal development. Well, your income will always catch up to your personal development or it will drop down to wherever your mindset and your personal development is and you'll figure out how to self-sabotage. So that's the most important thing is just investing into yourself. I do, I do books. I have a huge library over here. I've got, um, I do multiple, multiple courses over the years. Tony Robbins Business Mastery, 
sales seminars. I mean, I've probably been at a seminar once a month for the last 20 years, if you average it all out and then hiring coaches and, um, uh, you know, getting one-to-one mentoring from people that have something that I want or have knowledge that I need. So that's step one, Matt, is I think most important by far. I mean, I'm sure you could see that with people that you're, that you've worked with over the years, if they don't have the right mindset, it's, it's a disaster. <laughs> it's an absolute disaster. And I love, I mean, right out the gate, you put it in a formula, right? Like if your income is greater, like as a math teacher, I'm like, this, this is a simple formula. Like your personal development has to be greater than your income for that to grow. I love that formula. Um, I heard Jordan Peterson say once, like, basically, if you just give money to a person that's got problems, it just amplifies their problems, right? But if you give money to somebody that is is on the right path, and it amplifies the right path, it's just essentially an amplifier for where you're at. And I, I sense that's what you're saying as well. Yeah, you know, my pastor put it best. He was actually on my podcast, like the 10th episode. And it's one of my favorite to this day. He said, it was, it was just really eye-opening to me because I I don't even know if I'd ever heard him say it before, but he said, look, you know, the God or the universe or whatever your beliefs are, right? Um, Energy, people call it different names. You know, he wants to bless you. He wants you to um, have financial abundance and he wants you to have all the things that, that you're having your heart of, of your dreams. But if you're not healthy where you're at right now, then you won't be blessed because those blessings will end up being curses, right? They'll, they'll kind of mm-hmm. transform your heart in a certain way or, or just kind of reveal where your heart really is, um, you know, in a negative space. And then it just, it, it'll make things worse. I've seen that in my past as well, where I, my heart wasn't in the right place and I received some financial blessings and it just, I didn't do the right things <laughs> with that, with that blessing. Yeah. It was actually it was actually worse off for me. So um, that's a big question people have to ask themselves is, am, are, am I healthy where I'm at? Not just fit, not meaning physically healthy, but it's more, am I jealous? Am I um, com- in competitive mode with other people? Am I have feelings of lack of forgiveness? Do I have grudges against other people? And if you have all those things in your heart, then that it's just not a good, it's not a, a really good condition to be in to, you know, receive more and to get bigger blessings, they'll just corrupt you even more. So then stage two, um, after you've, you've worked on yourself, I mean, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. And before we go look, to stage two, if I could yeah, stay sure. on stage one, just a little longer. Okay. Is there like a, a framework or a metric that people can put around their, their mental and emotional, like uh, spiritual health in that way to know, Hey, I, I'm ready for phase two. <laughs> Well, I think stage one, phase one, it's a work in development always, right? Like I still, to this day, I need to spend every morning 30 minutes, you know, reading something that's going to positively impact my mind. And I, I just think it's a never ending journey. So you're always in stage one. You you never graduate from that. And like, oh, I'm good now, right? Just because of the amount of kind of the weeds that just keep coming in from daily life and all the things that we're exposed to that aren't all that positive. I mean, it is a generally a pretty negative world, especially if you look at all the media and the things that are um, put out negativity sells. So it's a constant, constant process. We're always learning and developing. And I think it's for each person, you know, that's up to them to um, come to the terms of, Hey, do I really, do I need to keep working and diving and 
developing this certain area of my mind and my overall being, or is there something else that I need to move on to now? It's so subjective, right? I, I don't have a great specific answer on that one. But it's, it's almost like, um, let's say we, we compare it to health. So you wake up and it's like, you, you hop on the scale, you look at your body. It's like in the same way, it's like, what percentage of my thoughts are positive versus negative, right? How many grudges am I holding, if any, right? And, and if someone did that every single day, it's like, okay, I'm going to have less grudges tomorrow or less severe grudges every single day. So I'm progressing, right? Because the one thing I'm getting from you is that there's no finish line to this, right? It's just daily consistent repetition, practice and improvement. Yeah, no, grudges are a tough thing because they can really get down and deep inside your your heart and your your soul and they can be really tough to, you know, to get those out. I think the only way to get over those types of situations is that you have to get to a point where you're grateful for the experience that you had, that <laughs> the lessons that you were taught through that. If until you can get to that point, I don't think you really have true like forgiveness and you've really let go. Um it's it's a tough thing, right? Because Look, I love I love revenge movies, you know. I think they're fantastic. <laughs> um but that's really not healthy in real life to have vengeance and all of that in your heart. So, yeah, it's it's a daily process, uh I think. I mean, you know, for me every morning if I'm starting off with, you know, something that's positive and and you know, some scripture or something like that, um that's that's the only way that I've found that I can get into that that space of really having a healthy heart. Yeah. Take us take us to the next all right. The next phase. So of course I'm an entrepreneur. So I, I believe entrepreneur I believe in entrepreneurialism. I think it's the fastest path to creating wealth. Um, mm. it's also certainly is not for everyone, as as we all know. There's some people uh, you know, they should have a job and that's just the way it is. But, uh, I think for your audience, for sure. I mean, these are people that I'm, I'm guessing are pretty heavy into business and entrepreneurialism and charting their own path and being independent. Yeah. Stage two is build a, a strong cash flow producing business that you live below your means and you're banking, you know, a lot of cash. And what I typically see happen is entrepreneurs will build the strong cash flow producing business. Um, but then their lifestyle creeps right up to whatever level of income that they're earning. And the problem as an entrepreneur is that you have the one thing that you'll, you'll always have for forever is as long as you're in business, you'll have income inconsistency. So your income is always going to be, you know, cycling up and cycling down. Even in my most established strongest business of 26 years i i don't have income consistency i generally have a pretty good idea but it can definitely fluctuate by a substantial amount if we were living up to and spending the amount of money up to like our best months uh we would definitely be broke and probably you know in financial duress right now so we always we kind of try to set our lifestyle more towards the bottom of what we would consider the, the the business cycle or the income cycle. And then once we've established a really good, strong business, we've got excess cash flow, we're, we're living below our means, we're going to take that excess cash flow and then we're going to invest that into stage three, which is buying assets 
that produce streams of income. And when I mean assets, I mean real tangible assets that have can with they can stand the test of time. So in other words, like a, a house, a rental property, although it's not glamorous, right? It's bricks and sticks. It's not exciting. It's not the newest, latest tech stock. It's not the crypto and all that. That's like can 10X overnight. Um, but yet it's going to be here a hundred years from now. So I want to build my wealth on a solid foundation of assets that you know, have duration and that they're going to be here for a long time. So that's rental property, that's uh, self storage units, car washes, syndicated investments. Um, it could be a bit of uh, gold. Um, I honestly believe Bitcoin's going to be here in 100 years from now, my belief, right? So I, I believe that's the soundest form of money that's um, ever been created in the in human history. So my belief this is going to be here another hundred years. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to invest a little bit of money into that too. And, um, if we get these multiple streams of income coming in, Matt, from assets that are going to have a tough time, you know, being destroyed, right. Then that's going to create more of the income consistency that we need as entrepreneurs. We have to have, um, to really live, a, a, our best life to really have all the things that we really want to do and not have to stress about, Oh, my business dropped. Now, now what do I do? What do I, you know, we have to adjust our budget. We have to downsize our lifestyle. I never want to be in that position where I reach a certain lifestyle and then I got to go backwards. Like that's the, be the worst. So the, the, uh, steady streams of other passive income are certainly uh, a huge part of that. And so what it's not, I don't think it's at this stage in the game. I don't think stage three is any digital assets. You know, like I had, we had a group of young entrepreneurs. They were buying up e-com stores and putting 40, 50 grand into them. Right. And they were getting this, this pitch of, well, this is going to generate, you know, five, six grand a month. Well, that's an incredible return off of, you know, a 45, 40, $45,000 investment. Right. I mean, Huge That's, return. Yeah, it's yeah. a huge return. That never happened. Every single person that in that that did that, I think a hundred of them is terrible. Like they got nothing. The guy, the guys that sold it to them, you know, they've got uh, pictures on Instagram um, in their you know five hundred thousand dollar cars. <laughs> They're living a great life, but all these guys who put in their first, some of them put in their first forty fifty grand. That was that was that's what they started with. So it's, they ignored the fundamentals and I'm not, a, I'm not bashing e-com. Um, I love crypto, but to put all your money into these digital assets that are so volatile and that they don't have um, a history of endurance and longevity, uh, that's a, a really tough position to put yourself in. And usually what I've seen, Matt, is <laughs> those, go, those go south typically pretty quick. They sure do. So take us, take us to the next, next phase. So this is where you get to have some fun at stage four. You know, you've got a, a really strong, almost a indestructible um, foundation. You've got a, a, a very strong mindset and a healthy heart from stage one. You've got a strong cash flow producing business. Maybe you started another one. 
I don't usually recommend that to, you know, to have multiple businesses until you've got gone all in on one for multiple years and you've really scaled and grown that, uh, you know, to a, to a good, really good, strong level. I think it's very easy to get distracted and then you're, you're trying to do too much at the, at one time. So I haven't seen that really work. Um, and you've got, so you've got income coming in from stage two, you've got passive income coming in from stage three or multiple streams of passive income in stage three. So now four, you get to have some fun. You know, this is where you really get your, you know, if you're a gambler, if you're a, um, you know, you're a risk taker, you've got that entrepreneurial spirit of aggressiveness and risk taking. Well, this is where you really get fed. Stage four is, you know, taking the streams of income from the first three stages, and then you put that into assets that have a really, they have a chance, maybe not a strong chance, but they have a chance of going up 5x, 10x, 20x. Now, these are your crypto bets, your pre-IPOs, your tech stocks, you know, things that are not stable. You don't want to build. Wanna, your- everyone who listens to our show knows Tim and I are passionate about obtaining financial freedom through real estate investing. We also know that everyone's situations and goals are different. And while there are programs out there that show you a path to financial freedom, many of these programs are just too cookie cutter and don't take your personality, situation, and desired outcome into account. Think about the number of times that you've watched a guru online and tried to do the exact same thing as they did, but had nowhere near the same results. You are not alone. When I got started, I was continually paying for courses and getting only partial results until I discovered the path that made sense for me. The results prove this out. Most online course creators have let us in on their dirty secrets that 90 to 95% of their students never complete their course and achieve their desired outcome. This is not something that we're okay with. The benefit of working with Tim and I is that we are interviewing between 5 and 20 people every single week. We have accumulated hundreds of seven-figure strategies and gotten inside scoop from these successful entrepreneurs. We're able to work with you to pick the strategy that will best fit and then help you create the custom plan to take you quickly into financial freedom. As a former math teacher, I always taught my students that the fastest way between two points is a straight line. If you want to get rid of the many curves in the road that can make the journey longer and more costly, then go to coaching.freedomchaserspodcast.com and book a call with us. And let's get you on a straight line path to freedom. Stop you here for just a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you said invest the streams. And I think this is important to note. You're not saying invest the asset. You're not like you're saying you've got these cash flowing assets. So let's say they own a commercial building. And that commercial Mm -hmm. building is giving you $10,000 a month in recurring income. You're saying invest the the $10,000 a month, not the equity out of that asset. Is that correct? Absolutely. Good. Great point. It's the stream of, of excess passive cash flow that's coming in. I think of it just like playing with house money, Matt, at the casino. That's the way, the best way to, to put it is that a common strategy, like if you're gambling and you want to protect your assets, well, if you wanted to protect them, you wouldn't gamble in the first place, right? But <laughs> So it's not the perfect analogy by any stretch. But um, you let's say, you know, you put a thousand bucks on blackjack and, you know, now you're up a thousand bucks. Well, you, if you take the thousand initial principal betting chips off the table and, and hopefully like give them to your wife, who's going to lock them down, right? That's what mine would do. <laughs> Yep. lock them down and right <laughs> never let me have them back no matter how bad i begged that's that's protecting the uh, principal asset and protecting me from myself um but i'm just i'm betting with the uh, profits right i'm betting with the house money so that well if, they, if i lose all that oh it's okay you know i'm uh, i'll be just fine right 
Whereas in, in uh, the way I look at this is if I'm betting with the surplus excess cash flow that's coming in on stage four, well, if that goes away, if that doesn't work out, if that thing goes bust, a lot of them do. <laughs> yeah, so that's the nature of risky investing. The money will just replenish the next month, maybe the next quarter, maybe the next year. And my lifestyle isn't affected. The worst thing you can do, in my opinion, is try to gamble for gamble your current lifestyle for a better one. I just don't see that working out. I don't feel like the universe rewards that type of kind of behavior. And eventually, you know, it, it, it eventually it goes bust. So this way with this plan, I've realized I can go for those big, big um, 20x baggers, you know, or I bought a crypto and it went up 25x. I've had that happen. I mean, and then it went right back down, right? In the, the last uh, bear market here. And it wasn't a big deal. I didn't care that much. It was great. It was a good ride. Um, I'm holding the asset, waiting for it to make its next run. And uh, if it works out great, if it doesn't, no problem. It's an asymmetric bet, meaning I could lose all of it. And that downside is limited, but the upside is 10x, 20x. And then stage five. Um, and this isn't something where I feel like you really wait, you know, like you don't wait to hit to do stage five until you've like gotten all four, the first four stages kind of checked off. Um, but it's essentially just giving back. You know, if you've been, you've been blessed, you know, if you've gotten through all four stages, your, your life is, is amazing. You're, you're living your dream life and you're able to do everything that you want to do. You've got the dream home, dream car, vacations. You can give plenty to charity. You can invest, you know, a lot of, a lot more money and, and for your future and for your generational wealth and for your, your family's future. This is where you want to really be focused on philanthropy, on giving back. And like I said, you don't want to wait because part of the process is going to accelerate you through the first four stages is being philanthropic. It's giving, it's having a great heart to want to bless other people. And so, but you're able to do, when you hit it in stage five, you're able to do it in big, big amounts, big chunks, big, um, big impact. And, you know, before we hit record, I was telling you like one of my biggest and best investments of the past, um, year, uh, 2022 is helping put a chunk of change into a, um, new church plant in Phoenix. And we were able to do that because, well, we had plenty of streams of income coming in from the first four stages. And that was my best investment of the year, not in terms of financially, it didn't return anything financially, but um, as far as the fulfillment and emotional reward, uh, the spiritual reward, uh, you can't touch it. it. That's created a lot of joy and happiness watching that impact take place. So powerful. And I love the fact that you said it is phase five, but it's not limited to phase five, right? I mean, ideally it's it's something where it's happening in phase one, two, three, four. I mean, would you say that someone who doesn't do it till phase five usually doesn't do it once they get to phase yeah, five? Yeah, it's too, it's too late. If you wait till phase five, you're you're too late because then, you know, let's say, think about it this way. Is it easier to give a hundred grand out of a million, you know, say 10% or 
or is it easier to give if you make a hundred grand to give 10, 10,000 bucks? Well, somebody who's making a hundred grand is going to say, well, it's easier to give a hundred grand out of a million. Well, the problem there is the same as if I went to the gym and I said, I'm going to, I'm just going to go all of a sudden, I'm going to jump up on the bench press and I'm going to, I'm going to bench, I'm going to go for 250, right? You have not built up the muscle to be able to handle that type of weight. And the same thing in your giving. If you've not given along the journey, when the amounts are much smaller, there is absolutely no way you're going to part with a hundred grand out of a million. So I think that it's a progression and what we do, and I've always done anytime somebody asks for me for money, my rule is I give it to them. And I may, I don't know, I may be right. I may be wrong, but it's made a huge difference for me because it created this abundance mentality where we come out of a movie theater. One time I remember, you know, and this guy asked us for money and it was a good, he had a good pitch, gave him 10 bucks, you know, nothing major, but people at the gas station, if they come up to me and ask me for money because they need gas, I mean, I'm like, well, you probably need it. I mean, you need it more than I do. Dude, here's a 20, go fill up your tank, get home, you know, um, whatever. I think the only one I regret is the dude that came up to me in the bathroom in the casino and he, I gave him 20 bucks and I'm like, that was dumb. He's, he's gambled it. I saw. wonder where that's going. <laughs> that's probably the only one where I, I would say no, but other than right. that, just say yes. Give them some, give them a little bit of money. It'll make you feel better. And it creates a, a abundance. And then we've always, um, the mm. best we found to be charitable is just put it on autopilot, Matt. We, we just have our giving is automated every month. It's on a, you know, an automatic payment from draft from the bank. And that keeps me on track. I found that was the best move I could have made to keep me accountable to the word that I said to myself that I wanted to give to this charity every month. Well, it's your life gets busy. A month happens really fast. If you're writing checks or having to rely on your memory to do it, um, you're going to miss. So we just set it up automatically. And that has kept us very consistent with all of our, our giving to the to the projects that we really feel passionate about. This is such a powerful thing. I mean, especially because we're talking to real estate investors and entrepreneurs. I I am probably the one of the worst at this, but so many young entrepreneurs starting out, they just don't track their expenses. And so they have bills that are being paid every month that they're not using like softwares and all these kinds of, like, I mean, would you... When you put something on autopilot, it's just, it happens. Like this is like some of the greatest advice you can give to people to become charitable, put it on autopilot because you just won't think about it and your, your habits will adjust to that expense. Um, And so I I think that's a tremendous piece of advice to get people comfortable with giving. Um, I, I'm really curious. You had seven steps and now it's five. So what I'm really curious about is the learning and the journey to get from seven to five, they say that like a person becomes like a master, you know, they have expertise, not when they could do something, but when they could teach it simply. So what was the the learning and the journey from going from seven steps to five steps? I realized that humans in general, like things simpler. And, you know, when I had seven steps, it was kind of like, I think it was like, 
invest step, step, step three was invest a certain amount of money into, um, you know, these asymmetric plays, just like a small percentage. And then, and then you go on to the next one stage, which is put most of your money into, you know, big, uh, assets that can, that real assets that can pay you, you know, passive income. And then you go back to, again, taking your money and putting it back into these asymmetric plays. So I just kind of eliminated that. I'm like, that just, it just was too complicated and it, it causes people to anything. It takes a genius to take something complicated and make it simple. And it's an, it, take somebody who's not so much a genius, I'll use a nice word, um, to take something that's simple and make it complicated, right? So I realized I was I was taking something simple and making it complicated, and I wanted to do the opposite and be a genius. <laughs> Love this. Well, and, and the, the greatest result of that genius is the fact that, I mean, your desire is to help people get to financial freedom. And, and so as a result of taking the more people will experience the thing that you want them to experience and the thing they want to experience by, by doing that. So obviously we appreciate that you took that time. You talk about there's four levels of financial freedom and I can kind of see evidences of them in these five steps here, but if you'll, if you'll expound on that, what are the four levels of financial freedom? Yeah. You know, what really hit me on this one, Matt was we, Robert Kiyosaki talked about it. I think he's probably one of the first ones to really give the true definition, I think, of financial freedom. I had always pictured it as I got a million bucks or I got uh, two million bucks or three million, like it was a lump sum amount. And that means financial freedom, right? Whereas his was all about streams of passive income coming in. And the definition, according to him, which I agree with, is you're really financially free when the amount of passive income that you have coming in is exceeds your monthly expenses. But what the, 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 the problem I found with that is there's so many different forms of expenses. Okay. So let me give you an example. I follow this one couple on Instagram. They travel around the country. They live in a van. They converted it, you know, into a little mini hotel. They visit national parks they're like 28 years old and they say they're financially free. Like they, they don't have to work and they have money still rolling in. And I'm like, well, you probably have, what do they have? Maybe a couple thousand bucks coming in per month. So then I got a client, Bob, who's, I mean, to me, he's financially free, right? He joined a golf course for a hundred private golf course in Florida for 175,000. He's got his private plane that he comes in when he flies in to meet me um, and look at his properties. He's got um, like he can put a million bucks into an investment that we're doing. Um, it's totally different spectrum. So the four stages are real uh, simple and quick. The first level is where you have enough for basic needs. So this could be you have, you know, three, four, five thousand a month coming in and you're living really lean. And then the second stage is you can cover all your lifestyle expenses, uh, all your basic needs plus your lifestyle expenses. So this means that, you know, you can cover your entertainment and you can cover your uh, golf clubs and you can cover your kids sports and, you know, you can cover, you can cover all the, the normal activities and things that you're doing to support the lifestyle. And then the third level is your dream lifestyles covered. So this is where, you know, you're, you could be flying first class. You could be, it's covering your, your extra, you know, exotic vacations. 
It's covering your Tesla car payment. It's covering your, your dream home payment, right? You're living your dream life. And all of those, the passive income is covering all of those things, right? And then the fourth level is the, 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 the premium, right? This is the Bob extravagant, you know, ridiculous dream lifestyle stuff. This is the private plane. This is the, you know, the super exclusive golf course. This is throwing a party, you know, where you invite all your friends, you bring in a private band, you know, for performance like that. It's just a whole new level of, of living and the money just keeps replenishing and you could, you can just essentially buy anything that you want. So we're at level three, my wife and I, and the danger, I believe, with looking at the next level up from where you're at is that if you believe that the next level is just going to bring all this more happiness and, and you're not going to have any problems and life is just going to be all sunshine and rainbows, then you're pushing off your happiness right now in the present for something in the future. And I think that's very dangerous to do. So the key to me for us having moved up levels is being very grateful and present to the moment and what we have right now. And yes, working towards those next levels, but not putting um, a need on it, like saying, well, we need this to, to be happy. We need this to, um, to live the kind of life we want. No, it's, it's just, we're happy where we're at right now. And this is going to be a bonus. This is, this is simply a bonus. So that's the biggest advice I'd have to give on, on moving up. I, if, if we thought about, and I've done this before and it made me miserable. If I was thinking about, oh, I've got to get to this next level and I'm working 14 hours a day and I'm getting burnt out and I'm grinding because I want the extravagant lifestyle. I think that's a huge mistake that I've made in, you know, over the few times over the last few years. Mm -hmm. And the best thing that I have ever done is just saying, you know what, dude, you got your dream life, just freaking enjoy it. And um, if you get to level four, great. If you never do, you're going to still be a happy dude. I'd like you to give me a framework, an equation, some way of thinking about, because you're charitable. I mean, like some of the things that you mentioned to me pre-show, like, I mean, you're very, very charitable and that can bring a level of satisfaction and joy, contentment in, in these types of things. How has your increase in charitability impacted, if any, how you view the levels, well, like your, like your desire to, to. Yeah, definitely gives, uh, you get a taste of charity and you get a taste of the impact that it's making you have a hunger to do more. And especially when you start to see how your own life is getting blessed. I mean, you don't give to get blessed. If you're giving with a heart to get something back, I think that's the blessing is going to be kind of blocked from you. So we give to give, we give to make a difference. We give because, you know, we want the feeling of fulfillment and, and impact and fulfillment can only come from pouring into other people helping to make other people's lives better. Um, success is great. Success comes from what you get, uh, whereas fulfillment comes from what you give. So we found that we just can't seem to outgive God. Like the more that we give, the more that our income grows, the more that we get blessed. When we started really making the commitment to a monthly charitable giving, um, I think our net worth has gone up 20X since then. 
and our, our income has more than tripled. Well, I'm just writing this down. Success comes from what you get. Fulfillment comes from what you give. That's a very succinct, powerful way of, of stating it. What does, I mean, like you're living the dream lifestyle. You're giving charitably. Like, I mean, it, from all, you know, looks, I mean, other than having the private jets and flying around and crazy extravagance, like what, what do you feel like you need and have left to accomplish? Well, at this point, and this is why I started my platform called Indestructible Wealth, you know, I wanted to make a difference for younger entrepreneurs. I, I was on a some type of training course and they said something that really hit me. They said, you know, you're best positioned to make a massive difference and in in an impact for the person that you used to be, right? And then I thought back, like, who did yeah. I used to be? Well, I was 22. I put $50,000 into tech stocks and, you know, the year 2000 and then that, that year, 2000.com bubble crash, people have heard of it. Well, my portfolio crashed. So there was a lot of frustration and, and bitterness and anger about that and regret. Right. And um, then, you know, struggled with my business over the next several years as well. So if I can help the younger version of me, you know, uh, if I could go back in time and give myself some advice, what would it be? So that's what I teach, you know, on indestructible wealth is, is what were some things that I would maybe do differently or think differently? And, and how would I go about it to create long-term sustainable success? So it's um, definitely at this stage, yes, I'm hungry for more success. There's no doubt about that. I'm not going to lie and say, oh yeah, I just want to give and fulfillment and, you know, um, make a difference. Of course I do, but, um, yeah, I, I certainly want to level up and make a, you know, make a bigger name. I think that, you know, in today's day and age, like what you're doing, putting out content, valuable content that you're pushing out consistently into the marketplace. I think that's the best formula to, you know, to really make a big impact and to create some incredible success. So that's, I'm getting out of, I've gotten out of my comfort zone. I knew nothing about digital marketing. I still have a huge learning gap, but I'm diving in and figuring it out and doing the best that I possibly can, Matt. And, you know, I know that um, I'm going to be blessed at some point if I just keep doing that over and over and over. Incredible. I mean, and just the gems that you dropped today from the quotes to the frameworks, to the mistakes, to the, the learning lessons has been incredible. So Jack, thank you so much for diving in and sharing about your life and your business. And for those of you out there listening, like hopefully you wrote down these steps and these phases and these levels. I want you to take some time and ponder on them. Like, where are you at? Like, are you giving charitably now, even if you're not at level five? And what are some of the things that you could do to get more fulfillment in life? Share it with somebody you know so they can hold you accountable because freedom is acquired one action at a time. And if you take steps day by day before you know it, you too will be living a life of freedom. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you guys on the next episode. Please like, comment, share, and subscribe. Engagement is like gold to us. We can't do what we're doing without it. Reviews and subscriptions, particularly on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, are worth more than money. So please do what you can to support the show. 